Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Rich Fournier. And in this episode, I sit down with David Kurz. Now, David Kurz is a coach, an author, and a top producer in his market. And we sit down and in this episode, we talk about why purpose is so important to igniting your drive and why it isn't a set it and forget it part of your business plan. It is something that needs to be worked on every single day. He walks through his method of defining your purpose and setting it, as well as he offers very tactical real estate tips like his A to Z exercise program that you can do today to grow your business. Now, David discusses the value of coaching and mentorship and how success is really a mind game. And it requires you to readjust your mindset on a daily basis if you want to win in this new economy. I look forward to sharing all this awesome content with you. Get your pen and paper and stay tuned. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy. Hello, everyone. Rich Fournier here for the Peak Results Academy podcast. Of course, I'm your host, and I'm super excited to have a gentleman, a warrior, high-producing real estate agent, David Kurz from Miami, Florida. Welcome to the show, David. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, man. And I really appreciate you taking the time. You're a really busy guy. You're a high-producing real estate agent, coach, podcaster. Um, you're in the sales game in real estate. You're a family guy. You're a dad. You're a husband. And I so appreciate you taking the time with, especially in this crazy time of homeschooling. Homeschooling. I think I was, t- I was telling you before that my, my house is a new, like, uh, um, shared workspace. You know, we, we, we rent out the uh, living room and dining room to the kids. I rent out, uh, you know, the office to my wife. There's another space in the office to my mom. So <laughs> everybody's working somewhere here. I get it. I get it. So you've had a Quite a quite a career, my friend. Prior to real estate, you were a, a U.S. Marine. I was. You made the transition, what, about 16 years ago into the world of entrepreneurship? I did. I was, uh, so I joined the Marine Corps when I was 19 years old, uh, just simply because I needed something that was going to really kick me in the butt, I think, at that age, you know? And um, uh, I was acting out a little bit. And, <laughs> and, and the, the beauty of it is that I've had such a great mom my entire life. My mom really instilled, uh, you know, uh, ethic and, and, and drive and, and education in my head where I knew that I was acting up a bit and I knew that I needed to change. So I left to the Marine Corps and Marine Corps changed my life. Uh, honestly, I, I owe so much to the Corps. I spent nine years in the Marine Corps. Um, it really gave me a, a home base of, of, of values and the inability to stay still, which is fantastic. You know, uh, when you're in the Marine Corps, it's constant go, 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 right? So you do that for nine years and then you get out and all of a sudden it's like somebody slammed the brakes on a semi truck, right? And you get out here and you're like, holy crap, what do I do now, right? So 
Uh, I always joke with people and say I was a weapons specialist and a shooting coach in the Marine Corps. So when I got out the Marine Corps, it was either the police departments, the Bloods, or the Crips. I like I really didn't have many options, you know. <laughs> and so, and uh, and and so I tried for the police department, and and then I I like going through the process. I was like, this is not what I want to do. And what got me is I ended up getting a job at a detention center. Um, and so while I was doing the whole police, you know, uh, application and all that stuff, and I'm in a uniform in a detention center, there are 70 career criminals sitting in the room with me. I'm unarmed and the doors locked from the outside. And I said, I'm in more danger now than I was when I was active duty Marine Corps. And I said, I just, why am I going, why did I get out if I was just going to go put on another uniform? Right. right. For me, it was it, it, I got out because I wanted to do something bigger. When I was in the Marine Corps, I took advantage of the education benefits and I earned a master's degree in, in international business. So I said, OK, I got to put this baby to work for me. You know, got a job in sales to, to make a long story short, got a job in sales selling carbon steel pipe around the world, uh, found out that I was really good at sales. I was a top salesperson before I even had my first trip to Texas to see what carbon steel pipe looked like. Um, so it was, it was incredible to find that passion. And then I, you know, I, I feel like if I add everything that I brought with me from the Marine Corps to finding your passion, um, you know, it just created the atomic bomb of my life, you know? What made the transition over from selling steel to wanting to get involved in a crazy game of real estate? So my cousin, um, and, and we're talking, I, I left the Marine Corps um, right before the market really boomed and then really crashed. Right. And so my cousin was in the mortgage business and she was making money hand over fist, right? Countrywide. I don't know if you remember the names, but I do. <laughs> she was making money hand over fist. It was insane. People were just, she's closing five, six, seven, ten 10 deals a day. And, um, and, and I asked her, I said, man, I, you know, I think I want to get in the mortgage game because, you, know, you know, I was making decent money for the first time in my life ever. I'm making a six-figure income selling carbon steel pipe. I'm driving a Cadillac, of course, because why not? And, you know, and, and my cousin's in like a Mercedes and lives at the Bentley Bay in Miami Beach and she's got views of the ocean. And I'm like, hold on. I got out of the Marine Corps to do something better, right? And she said to me, she said, Dave, you're not mortgage material. Um, and I, and I owe her a lot for that. She said, you're not mortgage broker material. She said, you're a real estate material. You're a realtor material. And I said, what makes you say that? She goes, since the time you were born and you were able to produce words, all you knew how to do was talk to people. And she said, you know, you, I'm the kid who sat on the bus with my mom. You know, I grew up in New York city who sat on the bus with my mom and started speaking to the guy next to me right away, you know, engaged in conversation at four or five years old. And so she said, you know, with, with having that ability is so important as a real estate agent versus as a mortgage broker. Right. So she said, you would kill it as a realtor. So I went to the school, um, got the license and I told myself, you know, I'm still working at this full-time job. And I told myself, I'm going to do this real estate thing part-time. And then I started to hate my job, my job job, right? Because I started to see what I could do out there as a realtor. And I was also not used to being stuck in a cubicle, right? So nine year Marine Corps, I'm not used to being like in a cubicle with three screens in my face and headset on trying to sell, you know, anything. 
And so I started my, my, my cubicle. I used to call it my coffin. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to die here. Like if I stay here, I'm going to die here. And, um, and so I said, okay, the moment I'm going to get extra serious about real estate and the moment that I could subside my daytime income with my part-time income, I'll quit. It took me nine, uh, 60 days, two months. In two months, I was able to subside. And, and that meant waking up at 4.30 in the morning uh, to avoid traffic because I lived about an hour away from the job. Mm-hmm. So I'd wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I would go to the gym at LA Fitness that was very close to the job, right? I would work out in the morning and then I would get to the job early before I had to actually check in and I would go sit in the kitchen and I would do whatever I needed to do for real estate, follow-ups, emails, whatever it took. Then I would work my job till lunchtime. At lunch, I would just quick sandwich from downstairs store or whatever I brought with me and I would work my lunch hour in real estate. Then I would go back to my job and legitimately give them what, you know, what they were paying me for. And at 5 p.m. to avoid traffic, there was a mall close by. I would go to that mall and there was a standalone Starbucks in the front of the mall. I would go to that Starbucks and I would continue to work. If I had showings, all my showings were at 6.30 and later to avoid traffic once again. I, that's the way I just kind of scheduled myself. Between 6.30 and 8.30, I would do showings. And it worked out because most people were working the same time I was, right? right. And, and I had a job. So Saturdays and Sundays, I was off. So I would go to work on Saturdays and Sundays in real estate. And, and then I would get home, let's say 11, 11.30 at night. I would you know, write whatever offers I needed to write or send whatever follow-ups I needed to send or send whatever emails I needed to send or just do whatever uh, administrative work was necessary to, to enhance the, the, the real estate side of things and go to sleep at midnight, one o'clock, wake up at 4.30, do it again, you know? And that was the sacrifice it took, but I never looked back and you know, I couldn't be happier. Where did the drive come from? I mean, because listen, let's be honest. I mean, as a Marina, you're not thinking about transacting on tons of transactions or you're thinking something totally different. So where did this drive to perform come from? I, you know, man, it's, it's a tough question to answer. I think drive comes from different places at different times in your life. Doesn't it like, you know, what you care about today, you didn't care about 30 years ago, you know? And, and so, you know, when I was 15, what mattered to me wasn't the same as what it was when I was 25 and I had, a, I had two children, you know? Like, it just, I think over time things changed. But like I said, I, you know, I grew up with it instilled in my head already, like be the best at everything you're going to do, right? And then I left to the Marine Corps and I did my very best. I was a sergeant in, in three years. You know, I was one of the youngest master instructors to, to go through Aberdeen Proving Grounds as an, as a, as a, as an instructor of weapon systems. Uh, you know, I just, I, I tried to excel at everything I ever did. And when I left the Marine Corps, I had this moment, this gap that I never want to feel again, that I just didn't know what to excel at anymore. No problem. And so when I found the passion right? I enjoyed real estate. Like I really did. I enjoyed it. You know, some people do it for the money. I, I can't tell you how many people I've met that say, oh, you know, I, I bought my house. And when I saw what my realtor was earning, I went and got my license, you know? And I was like, wow, you know, I went, I went to the doctor the other day and I know what my doctor's earning from that visit. Nothing's compelling me to go to medical school. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, 
And, and so I just, I, I have a passion for it. I enjoy it. And I think that that's where the drive comes from. And, and for me, you know, a lot of people, you know, people joke with me and, and, you know, people know me and they're like, oh, you just want the recognition. And I go, no, I don't want the recognition. I want to know that I was able to accomplish something personally, right? If I make Inc. 5000 list or I make Inc. 500 list or whatever the case is, that's a personal accomplishment. And it's an accomplishment of the people that came up with me, my team and everybody else. And I think that that's, those things are important to me. It's not about the certificate on the wall. It's about, you know, wow, this is, this is great. You know, it wasn't, I'm not hanging my bank statements on the wall, right? right. So it's, it's just different. So is it, you're saying it's super important. You must, you got to have a purpose, something you're driving towards. You always have to have a purpose. And, and I think that you have to reevaluate your purpose consistently. I think it, it always, always changes. And sometimes, listen, I, you know, we'll, we can get into it later on in, 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 this, in, in this conversation, but right now I'm even reevaluating purpose and reevaluating future goals and, and readjusting myself to, to transition. And I think that that's, um, that's something that needs to be constant in, in your brain. Like, okay, if, if I stop evaluating my purpose, then I've reached complete, uh, complacency, right? And so if I just wake up in the morning and I say, I'm doing it for the kids, like that's not always necessarily true, right? And, and so, you know, the kids might benefit from whatever other purpose you have. They're going to benefit because you found purpose. You know why you're doing what you do. When you can no longer find purpose, it might be time for an adjustment. And I think, you know, and, and that's something that people need to really understand. I know people that, that are in real estate. I know people that have a million different jobs that they hate, they don't like, they don't enjoy, and they just do it because they're stuck. And I don't feel like you should ever feel stuck. There's so many options out there. You know, there's so many things to do. I want to ask you a question there. So if someone doesn't know their purpose, <clears throat> right, and someone who feels stuck, I mean, let's, let's – and just for the audience, I mean, you've created – I mean, you had your own brokerage, 200 agents, three different offices. I mean, you've scaled, you know how to grow a business and, and then you redirect it in a different direction. But how, how does someone find their purpose then? I think that, look, there, I've read a few books on these, right? So, and, and, and I have a great coach um, uh, and I feel like there are different ways to do it. Uh, one of my favorite ways is I create an org chart, organizational chart, right? And and I create a chart that basically says, it's like an Excel spreadsheet. This is David. And then these are all his businesses. And then this is what each of his businesses do. And then next to that, this is what I want this business to do. And this is the outcome of income I expect from each one, Right. And, and I always calculate the income, even if it's not the main goal. Like, let's say my main goal is to close 10 deals a day, right? Or 10 deals a month or 10 deals a year, or whatever it is. I just calculate what that is. What's my average price point, blah, blah, blah. What's the average commission? And I come up with a number because I think it's important for people to see that, right? right? Because then people, you got to be careful what you ask the universe for, right? You can close 10 deals and lose two commissions, right? So, <laughs> you know, so I, I and, and. You know, I, I always tell people, look, when I was, when I was younger, you know, I, I used to tell the universe all the time, universe, you know, please, for the rest of my life, I just want to be successful and surrounded by beautiful women. 
and, and the universe gave it to me. I have four daughters, a wife, and my mother and my mother-in-law live with me. So, you know, you just, you <laughs> <Tell got me. laughs> it wasn't exactly what I had in mind, but I wasn't very specific about what I was asking for. So I try to get as specific as possible on this org chart. And then I, I, I grade them like, and I use colors with this green, yellow, red, right. Um, and black. And what I do is I, I have like just one cell block on the Excel spreadsheet that I choose for each business. And I grade it on importance to me right now. And then from there, I try to figure out why it's like that. Right. So like, let's say today, my coaching business is more important than my real estate team to me personally in my brain. I want to know why. And I try to dig into that, you know, and, and, and it takes, it takes really, it takes self-evaluation and it takes a, a certain level of, of truth with yourself because I think that many of us are the biggest liars to ourselves, right? Like we'll tell the truth to everybody else, but we lie to ourselves like every day, right? <laughs> you know? Right. And, um, and I think uh, uh, it, it takes a lot of self-evaluation to get to what your real purpose is. If you ask me today what my purposes, um, I'll tell you that my purpose is freedom. And, 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 and I know it's a very vague word and we could get into it if you like, but my purpose today is freedom and it probably will be that for quite some time. And when I say freedom, I mean the freedom, financial freedom, uh, um, freedom of stress, uh, freedom of obligation, and the freedom to move about. And so my wife and I like to travel. So one of the things that I now, my purpose in life is to turn each of my businesses into something that pays me a residual versus an income. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. And, and, you know, there's so many companies that talk about it, but so few realtors think about it. Right. So few realtors have a plan to retire and be done and go do something else. And I want to get to that point while I'm still young enough to enjoy the travels, but it doesn't hurt to sit on an airplane for 15 hours, right? Like, you know, eventually we get to the age where you sit down on an airplane for 15 hours and it hurts. I don't want to get there. I want to, I want to enjoy it now with my wife now. And while my kids are young, I would like to take them to travel. And even my older kids that don't live home anymore, like plan vacations with them, you know, and do things that, that enhance their lives, you know? And that wasn't my same, that wasn't my same purpose last year, right? Last year, my purpose was very different. Last year, my purpose was very, 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 uh, unit and income oriented. Got it. Got you know, it. when you look at the game of real estate today to perform at a very, very high level. Um, so that depends on the number of transactions per each and every single area. I get price points are different. But to perform at, let's say, the top 1% in the industry, whatever that number is, in terms of dollar amounts, revenue, et cetera, what does someone have to do from day one to get to that level? All right, so before we, before we get into that, uh, I, I want to send a message to everybody. This is something that I say often. Um, We'll talk about what it takes to be 1%, but it doesn't necessarily mean you want to be 1%. Everybody has a different goal of what success means to them. So uh, if your goal is to make $45,000 a year, guess what? The system is not different than it is for someone who is a one percenter. 
It really isn't different, right? If you think about it, it's just the level of, of, of work you put into it. Uh, from day one is creating a schedule, having a timeline for yourself, understanding that you must educate yourself consistently, uh, putting yourself in position to um, um, know exactly what needs to be done and start understanding what it means to do money-making activities. I think those are really, really important pieces to the puzzle because there are a lot of people out there that wake up in the morning and they go to the gym, they're listening to that 5.30 club, right? I'm part of the 5.30 club, hashtag 5.30 a.m., you know? And they're in the gym and then they come home and do a lot, a whole lot of stuff that is not income producing for 12 hours. And then they go home and they go, wow, I've had such a long day and they have zero results, right? And I think that, that from day one, you need to know what you want out of this career or any career for that matter, right? But what you want out of this career and how you expect to attain it. And there are very simple solutions to this. And I think every coach on the planet would tell you the same thing. There are a million ways to get leads. Find out what you're good at, whether it be, I'm great at speaking to people, right? We, we talked about that a little while ago. I'm really good at speaking to people. I suck at cold calling. It just is what it is. So I'm not a cold caller. Okay. And I've tried it. I've bought that dialer like five, six times in my career. And I'm like, I'm just not good at it. But if I get in your face, it's on. Right. So I know where, 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 where I win and I know where I can ex exceed. And so, you know, you got to tell folks like focus on what you can exceed on, focus what you're great on and whatever you're not good at, like hire somebody else to do that work. Right. Like I suck at admin, so I always have to have an assistant. It's just, it is what it is, you know? But from day one, I think, you know, real estate agents, if they want to be the top 1%, they have to have a goal and an understanding how to get to the goal, so a business plan, right? And then they have to commit to it and, 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 and create achievable goals, right? Don't come into this real estate game year one and be like, I'm gonna be top producer in my office by the end of this year. Pro, you know, could happen, could happen, probably not going to happen, depending on what office you're in. I don't know, right? Maybe there's two people in your office, but, <laughs> but you know, but, but could it happen? Yes. Have I seen it happen? Maybe once or twice in the last 16 years, 15 years, you know what I mean? And so, so give yourself achievable goals, right? What, what do I know that I can absolutely commit to? And, and, you know, I know that everybody's like 10x and, you know, uh, uh, pick a goal and then, you know, raise it by 20%. And I'm with that. If that works for you, I'm with that. But always understand what your goal was so that when you do hit it, you have this sense of euphoria and satisfaction, right? Because if you never hit your goal and every year you keep setting a goal that you never hit, you're going to consistently feel like you're failing at it and not realizing how great you are at it couple questions in regards to what you're saying. What is a money-making activity? Activity. In the real estate business. Like, so is it like, is it like, is it actual communications about, would you like to buy or sell a piece of property? Absolutely. That's, that's money-making activity. Okay. Look, and, and conversations with folks where you bring up real estate. Um, because these are also seeds, right? So you're, you're planting seeds. You don't have to be out there going, Hey, do you want to buy a house? Hey, do you want to buy a house? Hey, do you want to buy a house? But 
um, you know, I'm great at bringing up conversations on the Starbucks line. Where, like whoever's in front or back of me, I'll spark a conversation in 30 seconds, right? right. And, and I do everything I can. I, I, I would say every conversation can lead to real estate. Right. So it always does. I don't it know. always does. You know, it always does. And so, so I try to veer the conversation to real estate somehow. And maybe I give them my card or I text them my info nowadays. I don't carry cards anymore. I'll text them my info so that I have their phone number. Um, and, and that's a money making activity. If you're a cold caller, getting on that phone call and making true phone calls, right? If you are a new agent, and you're trying to figure out where your clients are, they're inside this cool little cell phone right here that carries all these contacts in it. You just go through one by one, A to Z. I call it the A to Z exercise. Go A to Z and call each and every single person in your contact list and strike up a conversation about real estate. And when you get to Z and you finish, you're gonna have a list of names of people that showed interest, and then you go from that A to Z. And then you keep doing that until you dwindle it down to the buyers that you're gonna have. And then when you're done with that, go back, start again from A to Z. That's the way that you begin in this real estate game, right? Everybody says your sphere of influence, people only think about four people. No, man, I've got like 4,000 contacts in my phone, right? And I've done this exercise with, with our agents all the time. Like, multiply your contacts, so let's say only 10% of them buy, and what's your average price point? What's your potential income this year? You know, and, and, and people do this exercise and they look at it, they go, oh my God, I'm leaving so much money on the table. Yeah, because it's somebody that you got their phone number and never ever called them again. So those are, those are money making activities and, and, you know, or showing properties. That's a money making activity, right? Uh, uh, introducing someone to your lender. That's a money-making activity. Like all these things are money. Spending a specific time on creating social media content that brands you is social media, you know, is money-making activities because these are all activities that plant seeds and help you brand, you know? David, why doesn't someone do the thing that's necessary every day? Like what is the block that no one Right. What is the block? How does it, like, there's gotta be something blocking someone. You know, I, I want to say that they don't, they just don't know. I, I, I really think that there's a lot of, there are a lot of coaches out there and not very many of them are doing things like you do and really, really providing great content, helping people out. But it's not just what you do. It's what your listener does. Do they actually listen to this entire podcast, right? And do they actually put in the effort? And I don't know what the block is because I don't feel like I've ever had that block. And I've, I've watched agents um, come into the office, they hang out, they talk, they get coffee. Uh, they might get on their social media for about four hours. You know, they're reading, they know everything about everybody. And then they make like two legitimate phone calls. And then they're like, wow, it's been a long day. See you later, Dave. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> rock on, you know? And this is, and, and, and I'm watching this happen as I know for a fact that I've instilled constant communication and training to our agents and, and given them all the tools and all the information necessary. And I think it's, it's just a matter of turning a switch on in your brain and saying, okay, look, I'm going to go to this training and I'm going to, oh, you know what? I like this training. This training was great. I'm going to take what they said in this training and I'm going to put it to work for me. And I'm going to understand that I need to try it for at least six months 
before I can evaluate it, right? Not try it for a week and go, this shit didn't work, right? I don't know. Are we allowed to curse? I'm sorry. You just be who you are, brother. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so this, you know, it, it didn't work. So what, you know, what do I do now, right? And so they go to the next training and they pick up one thing and then they go try that one thing for a week. And I think, you know, it, it's hard to evaluate what somebody's going through or what somebody's thinking when they don't put in the, the, the maximum effort necessary to do money-making activities on a daily basis. I also think that people don't know how to time block themselves. Uh, people don't know how to schedule themselves appropriately. Uh, people don't know how to um, put themselves in position to win. Do you think that because of your training, mm, task-oriented, man, very goal-focused, task-oriented, get this stuff done, because you were told to get it done and you created habitual patterns to get things done over the course of your training. Like how long were you in the military for? Uh, nine years. Do you think that perhaps you created habits? I did. I did. And, and I think, but I think it goes twofold. I also had to recreate, right. Or and adjust because right. I wasn't waking up in the morning anymore to go PT and run, you know, five, six miles and do all this exercise and then coming back and putting on boots and a uniform, you know, um, it, it, it was a different thing. And believe it or not, you know, I know, you know, if you've never been in the military and you're watching this, um, it's, it's not all like the movies. Like we're not just all sleeping in tents and like, you know, fighting wars 24 seven, like they're, it's a job. You know, you live in your house, you, you've got family responsibilities, you, but you wake up in the morning, you put on boots and your camouflage uniform, jump in the car and you go to whatever job it is that you have uh, and whatever military occupational skill was given to you. And, and, but there are certain things that just can't happen. You can never be late. There's none of this, hey, I'm sorry, Sergeant, I was late. <laughs> that ain't happening, right? You will pre-plan for traffic. You know, and the Marine Corps says, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. You know, so and and so there are certain habits that that have definitely helped me throughout my life, but it's not something that that I'm, there are too many strong, amazing real estate professionals out there, uh, right here in my backyard that have never spent the day in the military. Right, they just created habits for themselves and they forced themselves into them until it became mindless. Right. And I think that's important. Became un they were unconsciously competent. Right. In what they are doing, right. Become so habitual that they don't even think about not doing it. They just do right. it because it's, that's part of what they I mean. Do. You ever heard somebody talk about how they wake up at five 30 in the morning. They don't need an alarm. Like yeah. that's habit. That's habit. Yeah. You know, uh, getting, getting to the office. And the first thing you do is get, get right into making some phone calls and follow-ups. That's habit. You know, not spending any time like like wasting time in the kitchen or shooting the shit with people in the in the in the conference table or yeah, it's just having purpose. We go back to it, you know, understanding that if you don't if you don't pull it together, nothing's gonna happen for you. If we get into the emotional level of real estate, why won't someone pick up that phone to say, Hey, are you interested in buying or selling a piece of property? You're scared. They're scared of being They're scared, not liked. Yeah, they're scared. They're scared of rejection. Who's not scared of rejection? I'm scared of rejection. This is a blend. And and for anybody that says they're not afraid of rejection, it's a lie. You know, that same guy that that gets on a stage and says, 
I'm not afraid of rejection, blah, blah. It's the same guy that's afraid to ask his wife a question sometimes because she might flip out on him, right? <laughs> and so, so we're, we're all afraid of some sort of rejection, right? Um, and I think that, that we, go, we can tie this into habit, you know, the more people you call, the more desensitized you become to it. It doesn't mean that now you're not afraid of rejection. You're just not afraid of that type of rejection, right? So you get on the phone. It's like, it's like your buddy in high school never had a problem speaking to chicks and, or whatever the case is, right? Like, you know. We called him ping pong. That one, that one, that one, that right, one. Right, right. And then he like, what does this guy just talk to everybody? And, and, and he had a really good plan. And I'll tell you what his plan was. And I didn't even know who ping pong was. He spoke to everyone until he got a yes. 100%. No, 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 yes. No, 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 yes. No, 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 yes. And, and so he understood that. If we can understand that, if we can get on the phone and understand that, where people will say no, and, and they're not always going to be rude. And when they're rude, learn how to hang up the phone and laugh about it. Just brush it off. I've had people curse me out. Me too. Like curse me out. And I just hang up the phone and I laugh and I look around the table and go, wow. All right. Next. Right. It's a bad day, right? If you come at it from a servant's attitude. Yeah. Like, you never know. You never know. I always follow up with those, those like mean ones. I always follow up with a text and a video call. Always, always. You never know. You don't, I can't tell you how many, Hey man, I'm sorry. I went at you like that. Just a long day. And you were the 20th realtor to call me today and blah, 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 you know? And, and Hey, no apology necessary. You know, I'm just trying to help you out. Anything you need, let me know. And you, and how they come around, you, you never know, but it, it's, you know, you just got to have that follow-up game on that too. If we look into the more, um, granular part of the real estate game today, um, is it going to transition to the level of more salaried agents? Is that going to be the approach going forward? Or is it still going to be an entrepreneurial venture for the next 20 years? I think what makes um, real estate as exciting as it is, and I think what makes it as competitive as it is, is that it is an entrepreneurial spirit position. Right. Um, you know, this, this, the minute that, I don't, I don't think all the realtors in the world are going to allow it to go salaried. Like people are going to go away. Hold on a second. You know what I mean? And will there be salary positions? Yeah. You and I know both know that there are plenty of salary real estate realtor positions out there. Okay. Um, and, and that's okay because that's designed for the salary minded person. That's designed for the person that, that is a hundred percent. Their goal was to earn a paycheck on the first and the 15th. And they're extremely happy and they're able to support their family and it is what it is, right? And kudos to them. Uh, but for the rest of us, I think that entrepreneurial spirit is going to be around for a very, very, very long time. And you've got big companies out there really pushing the entrepreneurial spirit. You know, you've got companies, you've got companies, you know, Keller Williams, EXP, uh, Cowell Banker, all these guys are pushing the entrepreneurial spirit, pushing you to be top producers, pushing you to recruit for them, right? Uh, to build your own, you know, uh, uh, group of people and your own network. And they're, they're, they're teaching you how to build a brokerage within their brokerage. And it's one of the most intelligent things I've ever seen in my life. And, and you know, KW has been doing it for how long, you know? Uh, and and it just, it's just, it's pretty incredible, to be honest with you. If you were to 
guide someone today? Should they be buying leads or should they be far- doing traditional farming? Are we talking about a new agent? Yeah. New agent, traditional I I got a lot of new agents are listening, trying to figure out what's going on. By the way, the details aren't that important. There's a mindset that's way more important to those listening. It's the mindset, but they want to hear some of the granular stuff in the game. So first of all, uh, when a new agent comes to me and says, man, Dave, I'm a brand new agent. What do I do? I go find a great team, join them. That's it. Find a great team and join them. If if somebody would have gave me that advice when I first became a real estate agent, I think I would have been 10 times more successful than I am right now maybe even 20 times. Uh, join a team. Find a great team. Don't go to Mickey Mouse, you know, John and Jim that, that, you know, they call themselves the John and Jim team and they have no support, no structure, no systems. No, no. Find a great team that's doing it right, that has systems in place, that has staff in place, that has support in place, that will tell you, you know, listen, if you join me, you're only getting 50% of the commission, but you're going to have a tremendous amount of education leaving here. Because they all know you're going to leave, right? Like, it's not a matter of, of if they leave. It's a matter of when they leave, right? Mm-hmm. And, right. And, and you go there, go to that team and put in the work. Now, if you, that's something that you say, look, David, I'm not going to join a team. You know, I, I don't want to join the team. I, you know, I, I want to try this on my own. I think that there's still something to be said about picking up your phone and going A to Z. And that, to me, is traditional farming. You know, it, it, if we're talking, you know, 20 years ago, then yeah, we talk about traditional farming in a very specific area, right? And we like become the local celebrity of that area. And I think times have changed significantly. Um, You know, I think that you could be the local celebrity on Instagram and do deals in an entire state and not just in a, in a localized area. So if you don't want to join a team, you focus on two things. One, talking to every single person that you know and borderline demanding that they refer you somebody, right? And don't be, don't be a punk about it. Like ask, ask, hey, listen, you know, I'm in the real estate industry now. Is there, you know, is, is there anything that I can help you or your family with? No, no, we're good. All right, great. Is there anyone that you know that might be on a search for a house or thinking about selling their house? No, no, I can't think of anybody. Dude, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. Just keep me in mind. And you follow that up with a text message and you send them a video text. Hey, thanks for taking my call. It was really great talking to you, man. It's been a while. Please keep me in mind. If you know anybody looking for real estate, I'm here to help them out. That's it. It's really that simple, but you have to let them know. You have to let them know because your best friend will buy a house without you simply because they don't think about what your career is. Right. right. Rinse and repeat. There you go. Best advice ever. Rinse and repeat right there. Should they have coaches? Should someone have a coach? Coaches and mentors are both extremely important. Uh, I have a coach. Right. You know, and, and, and I think coaches will change with time. You know, I you grow, you change and you need yeah. something different. You need a different perspective. You have blind spots. You don't know how to access them. Yep. So I've had a few coaches, uh, um, I haven't been lucky enough to say I've had great mentors, uh, but I've had great coaches. Um, and, and, but if you can find a mentor or you can find a coach, absolutely. If you're a new agent and you're looking you know, for a mentor or a coach, listen, if you join the team, you've got a mentor, hopefully, if it's a good team. If you decide not to join a team, hire a coach. Spend the money. It's, trust me when I tell you, it's going to come back to you a hundredfold, you know? Yeah. 
And only if you put in the work, right? Still got to do the thing to get the thing. Still got to do the work. You know, your coach is not going to get on the phone and give you a magic pill. He's going to tell you you got to work. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Something, yeah, that block is the most ama- interesting thing in my life. I'll tell you a quick story about six years ago, I was working with a coaching organization. I was facilitating one of their courses to a group of agents. And this agent's been around the block for a while. He said to me, he comes early in the morning. He says, Rich, I know what to do, but why don't I do it? That one question changed everything for me. I no longer facilitated that program because that program was not the answer to that question. Because that was the only question that mattered to me and this everything we're doing today is a byproduct of that conversation and you're pointing at you for our audio listeners you know david's pointing at his head it's a head game the magic is in the mind yep right look and i I think everybody knows this right like if if something if, if something weird or bad happens in your life and you get depressed about it while you're in that depressive state does anything good happen it's, it, it would be extremely rare, right? But when things are going great and you're at an extreme level of euphoria, you know, and everything's wonderful and all the like positive energy, like you walk into a room and glow, everything great happens all the time, you know? And I think it's a mindset thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a manner in which you think about what you're going through and readjust your mindset to winning every time. If that's your goal, you know, and, and I always say if that's your goal, because some people, like I said, some people just want to make 45 grand a year and go to their kids baseball games all year long. Like, that's cool. If that's what you want to do, so be it. Follow the things that we're talking about today. Right. And, and, and reach your peak performance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not everybody wants to be a multimillionaire. Not everybody cares to be a multimillionaire. Not everybody wants to be social media um, famous, right? Like, I love you. I love your idea. Your focus, your passion, your purpose is freedom in all areas of your life. So that means having choice. Choice. Right? Choosing what I do when I want to do it and how I want to do it. And that's that's a huge adjustment for me because that means that that I won't be working hands-on with my team anymore that I'll be more in the back end, right? So for someone who's been hands-on for so many years, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult adjustment to make. And, and you also make less in the short term. Right. So you make more in the long term, right? And, and so, you know, it's just, it's, it's a matter of like right now, everything that we're focused on is from investing in properties to, you know, uh, getting the team managed and, and by someone else to, you know, the coaching business going a different direction. Like, you know, all of this puts me more hands off, but still in a, in a very intent position because you can't just walk away. You really have to make sure that it's still working and consistent. And so still very busy, but very different. The busy I can be, I can do from, you know, Italy. Got it. Is there any books that you'd recommend that people pick up and absorb? Hold on a second. Yep. <laughs> I'm loving the palm trees right now. It was uh, only plus nine here today. <laughs> so this is one that I'm reading now, and I find it pretty awesome. Uh, your Next Five Moves. Okay. And this just came out uh, not too long ago. It's the Master the Art of Business Strategy. Uh, it's by Patrick Bet David, which I'm sure you're familiar with. I am. Yeah. And 
Are you telling yeah, me? Man. This, this book is fantastic. I'm going through it now. I'm not done with it, but the information I'm pulling from here, it's kind of like, yes, this is great. And, uh, you know, it kind of coincides with a lot of what we're talking about today. Like, what are my next five moves? Like, what am I supposed to do? What's my business strategy? What's my plan? How do I even plan for it? Uh, it's all in there. It's really great. That's awesome. I appreciate that very much. Listen, I appreciate you. You're doing some amazing things. If anyone wants to reach out to you for a couple of reasons, one is to learn a little bit more about what you're doing with your real estate business. And secondly, how do they reach out to you? Because I know you do some coaching and training with other real estate agents and other entrepreneurs. What's the best way to reach you? Um, so I will give you my Instagram handle if that's okay. Uh, my Instagram handle is David Adam Kurz, D-A-V-I-D-A-D-A-M-Kurz, K-U-R-Z. Go to Instagram. You can, you can DM me on there. My phone number's on there. My website's on there. My email's on there. Like everything's on my header page. So if you want to email me, full call me, whatever the case is, everything's on there. So I like to give that IG handle out. Give me a follow. I'll follow you back. Um, and, and, you know, happy to give, you know, if anybody needs advice or, you know, you just have a quick question, I really do a great job at answering as much as I can. So, you know, feel free. I appreciate you very much. Thank you for spending some time with us. And Absolutely. all the best uh, for the rest of the year. Thank you very much for the invite. I really appreciate it. It was a great show. Thanks, brother. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. We'll chat soon.